don't start it, I finish it, and that's the end of it. Where most people stop in their journey, that's my continuing. Pain can hinder me, playing through the injury. Water boy stuck to the process and taste of victory. Yeah, you see it, dream it, believe. This power that you can breathe will bring you to where you need. How are you playing your cards and playing you planted seeds? A private plane to Mars, I'm out of this galaxy. Uh, don't put your hands on me, my girl, none of my family. A meditated madness, how bad you wanna be enemies. Can't let them get to me, wavy, I feel incredible. Yes, I might be speeding, but I always move intentional. Oh man, can you imagine this shit any other way? Hot like summer days, everybody used to doubt the talent, then I turn to yay. Still can't turn to yay, bet I'm turn for sure. What happens next, just turn the page. Big shit popping, yeah. I got big shit popping, yeah. I got big shit popping, yeah. I got big shit popping, yeah. Right back, no more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. It's your man Cash, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast team. This is week number two. My man Prez is out. He's still moving into his new home. So blessings to him. Shouts out to him. But what that does for me is just so happens that I got a few friends that have dropped some really dope projects. So they're filling in by way of doing some really dope episodes with me. And we get to highlight their work. This week coming up, I got Atlanta Zone, Ronnie Duguid. We had him on prior to, but it was an EP and we was filling it out. And it was dope then. But this man is taking his time, calling back into the lab, and crafted something that I think he's super proud of. And I think that you guys as listeners, once you you listen to this interview and then you listen to the album, I think y'all really going to rock with Ronnie as well. Really, really cool dude. Really has a great personality. I think you're going to see it in this interview. So I can't wait for you guys to meet him. Without further ado, man, on the couch for the second time, Ronnie Duguid. Yes, sir, man. Thank y'all for having me, bro. It's a pleasure to be back, man. Um, I enjoyed it the last time, the conversation, the the connection, the the passion for music and like good hip hop. So, yeah, we're back, man. And Chill Mickelson, you know. Chill Mickelson's out. Yes, yes, sir. Album, man. I think we like noodled on it a little bit last time, but it was something that I've been taking my time with for a few years now and it's like it's dope to have out man it feels good to because i've been telling my friends like oh i'm gonna put it out soon i'm gonna put it out soon like i just want to have all these t's and i's crossed and then it just became to the point where i was like damn i was looking at my checklist like it's all crossed off like let's drop it man let's get it out there and get out in front of it so Sure, man. What is, what does that take man i i know um recently i kind of got back into making music myself but mm-hmm. the patience like how how do you how are you that patient to just hold back and just kind of make sure it's it's perfect before you release it? Uh, musically, it doesn't. Um, it just kind of falls into place. Honestly, man, like the music just like all the records kind of just came. Like I I had I hadn't recorded a new song for the project for when was the last song that I recorded for this? It probably was like April. So I had had it and I had already had most of the mixes done by April as well. So it really was just about like locking in on like the, the videos for like copy and the videos for Hibiki and like 
Um, I invested into a video camera as well. And like, I've been working on like getting like more visual content to share the music. So it's really about like having the content to like represent the music because it's so much more than just having really good music. And, and and these days, like you really got to, you know, be posting on the TikToks and like doing things cool. And I've always like, I see that people do things and I'm like, that's cool. And it's like, I wonder how I can do that better and put my own twist on it. So I'm always trying to like hone in on that kind of stuff. And that's what really takes the longest. I think like the music is effortless. Like I'm, I'm 26. Like I've been making music and writing rap since I was 12, like 13. So really like the music is, is natural. The, the like focusing in on a vision is, is what, uh, what I think takes the longest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's more like, it's the relationships. Like you said, it's the content, it's the yeah, the timing, the, the rollout, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's why I kind of, mentioned the patience part because without without patience without proper planning like the music could be jamming and it, it's gonna fall on deaf ears if you come out and don't really have any visuals to that or videos you plan on dropping you know one every other month or something like that to kind of keep interest in the it project is, yeah exactly and i think the thing like with independent artists nowadays and like with music in general like Nothing is really like it might feel old to you if it's like three months or six months or even to a year. But like one of my biggest streaming songs right now is like building up to this project was this song called Takeoff, which I think I released probably like a year and a half ago. And it's still going crazy. And it's still like something where it's like, dang, I really need to put a lot, put some more attention on this song because it's just, it's just killing, killing it. it. Like, yeah, why, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's like, like somebody else has like, I got hit up yesterday about that song. And like, like I said, that song is a year and a half ago. So. Right. And I, I see, uh, you know, I mentioned him uh, last week and in, in another interview we had with my man, Nito is just like, you know, La Russell and how he's content. He's just putting out random videos from stuff. He's dropped 20 projects ago. You know what yeah. I mean? That's that's kind of right, right. And he's just you know going back to stuff. So I think in this age, man, there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with going back to whatever's working. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 slow burn because sometimes you know back in the day, man, working a song or an album took like a year and some change. Like people was really really working working albums for yeah. longer than just. And now in the microwave era, three to six months, they was like I, I remember submitting a project to a mix show. And they was like, yo, bro, I, it, it, this came out like in um, two months ago. And I was like, two months ago is old? Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how yeah. it is today. That's kind of strange. Like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Man, but but uh, man, tell people a little bit about your background, man. Uh, kind of your musical background. Uh, where are you from and stuff like that? I know we've had you on before, but for people who, who don't know you and, and where you're from, tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, I I mentioned earlier I was I've been rapping since I was like twelve or thirteen. So um, I'm a military kid. Uh, grew up born in Connecticut. Moved around a lot. Went to high school in Virginia. I've lived out in Germany, Hawaii. Kind of amassed this crazy like musical taste from like everywhere I've lived, and also a passion for golf as I was growing up from my grandfather and my dad. 
and I actually took a scholarship to play uh, collegiate golf. And I did that and I was still making music. And that's kind of how like Chill Mickelson like really came about. Um, but that's like not really here nor there. The, the question was like, uh, kind of like tell about myself. And yeah, man, it's just like I, I love golf. I love making music. And that's really me, man, like to the T. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it's kind of genius, uh, like the you know, crate shrewd for a uh, album title. You know, it's Chill Mickelson. You know what I mean? So, and uh, like you said, man, I think if people know you or just kind of followed you in, in your um your social media and stuff like that, they kind of know that that yeah. kind of fits you, you know, to a T. So, um, that's dope. What was the the just the goal though with the project overall in terms of uh? Did you always have the title for it, Chill Mickelson? Chill Mickelson and you were kind of going into it, trying to, were you trying to check what bo- any boxes or just kind of whatever feels right? Um, I think originally I was trying to do like a super like um, origin story. Like uh, very similar to like uh, Under Pressure, like Logic and like Good Kid Mad City and like even like oxymoron and some other albums but it really kind of just um i wanted to like show off like who really influenced me a lot growing up as an artist and i really wanted to share like a full project that was just like this is just ronnie duguid right here like like if you imagine ronnie duguid's personality like what he likes to do like uh, what he goes through emotionally and and feeling wise, like this is it. So like, it's really just a capsule of me. There's no real like storyline, but there is definitely like a message. Like I've attended Tennessee to like think really fast and get too far far out in front of myself. And I also like love smoking a ton of weed. So there's like, <laughs> like a, there's a double entendre in like the chill Mickelson nature. And Phil Mickelson, who is the uh, famous PGA Tour player, he's a lefty. So I'm also a lefty. So it kind of just all just like came together. And it's like, it's just a capsule of me, really. Like, uh, in in loose terms, there's no real storyline. There's no like here to there. But it's kind of like, bam, like, just soak it in. This is where we're at in the story. Like, you open the page, like, big shit pop in, talks about like, you know, want to know what happens next, just turn the page, like, turn the page and you get smacked. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about the intro, man. Big shit popping, man. Um, uh, What made you choose that song to set the tone for the entire project? Um, It just felt right to be the first song. I think the fact that it doesn't have any real percussion on there was like a great... Uh, like it really draws you in as a listener. And when the strings that my boy Noah from Arcos added in there, like, cause originally I just had chopped that little horn loop out of a sample and I had written the whole song to that horn loop. Like, and then as you listen to the song, you hear these strings come in and these saxophones 
And then the second verse comes and you hear more string saxophones and some vocals. That's all my boy Noah from, from Arcos, uh, who was playing sax on Stop Playing With Me. Uh, I did a song with him called Rush Hour. Um, that's on their, on their page. And he's a super like talented, like musician and artist and like tours with like, this band and play sax all over the country. So like writing that song was just like, I don't know, something about horn beats in general, like I just love. And so when I heard that sample, it was always, it was like, dang, like, I just know what to say to this. And it just came out. And when I, and when I wrote it, it was like, dang, this is, this is a special record to me. Like it just invokes a lot of emotion and, and like, it could have been an intro or an outro, but like, I think the fact that it's like an intro, like it keeps it almost like on some like, kind of like damn stuff, how like damn is like the theory of damn is you can play it forwards and backwards. Like, I think it, 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 it helps that like, cause you don't know, like, cause I put copy the single last in the track list, which was like my first single off of there. And so like it, like copy almost could be like an intro in itself too. Cause in the second verse, I'm like, welcome to the Caddyshack. Do the kick this ratchet back and forth. That's like a heck yeah, of a yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, that's what I was thinking. Cause I was like, yo, you, you put that out first and then it's, uh, and I've seen that done a lot. You know what I mean? To where it's buried on a project. Because I, uh, maybe you just feel that much more stronger than, you know, you just want to put all the new shit up front. That people yeah, I really wanted to highlight like new shit. So I wanted to keep it up there, but I wanted Copy to be on there because I just, I love the, I made the beat for Copy and I made the beat for the bad guys. Um, and I just, so I, I just love, I was really attached to those songs and I was like, well, Copy is just, just so hard, man. Like, you, guys, uh, you wanna play you wanna play copy now? You wanna play copy? I mean if you wanna play it, play it, man. If you could play a little bit of it, man. Uh, uh it's it's a unique record, man. It's it just it draws me in. I think the sample and then when the drums drop and then it's like there's nothing going on and then I start rapping. It's like Copy, that's the ultimate. Yeah, turned out right, I guess. This my Sunday driver best. Call me Rusty Johnson, take up Ronnie. Your boss not impressed. Okay, I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning, burning rubber. They want me on education, but I deserve to suffer. And that's yeah. that's copy right there. Uh, so it's a lot of um, balance on, on this project. And, and the reason why yeah. I say that is, um, and, and it's funny that you brought it up earlier because you was take, taking all my points, Ronnie, taking all my points here. <laughs> so no, 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 no. What, what, why I bring it up is because like I'm, I'm hearing like the, the influences like right there. You, you mentioned Schoolboy Q earlier. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I thought about. Like just, I forget what on Oxymoron sounds similar. Not, you know what I mean? Like, I could see you channeling that. And then um, you also got just some shit that's just straight up hip hop on here. Like um, Hibiki, I think that's the uh-huh. other one. Yeah, that was like, that that 
Who Hollywood did Hollywood Cole produce that joint? Yeah, yeah Hollywood Cole produced that, that joint. That one was nasty. So I immediately started heading out. That made me feel like I was in NYC. Like so I like I dig that. And then you got stuff like um um Pirate Radio to where yeah. you where you doing something totally different. And it all seems like you, man. So is that like just a product of, you know, that's just your personality to where you're one moment you can be in that that sing songy and the emo flow, and then the next minute it's just like <laughs> I want to rap my ass off. And, yeah, you know, show I have that. a there's a big like inner power struggle with like with all those like forces of like I guess influence inside of me, um, in a good way, like for sure because I could really rap. I could I really like you know singing and like Kid Cudi was one of my my biggest like influences growing up like. His first three albums are like really important to me and like my my spirit and where I was at the time and just um. So, Damn, like, I wish Prez was on here because he's that's, Cuddy's one of his favorite. He asked me if yeah. I listen to the intergalactic shit, the whatever he the cartoon he just dropped. Yeah, I really liked I liked the album that he put together for that and the cartoon was the movie was super cool too. It's like it felt good. It, it didn't like have like. I didn't have nothing bad to write home about it. Like nowadays, like, cause like, cause like for me, like Cuddy, Mac Miller, Kendrick, Schoolwood Q, Isaiah Rashad, Chance the Rapper, like those were all artists that I like was listening to like freshman year of high school. So they've been around for so long and it's like, it's easy to like kind of critique your favorite rappers as they get, along in the line and, and like, you know, like, ah, uh, it's not, it doesn't feel as. This isn't the old like, yay. This isn't the yeah. old jay. Like for me in my era, like you just get yeah. to nitpicking at a certain point when it's like, yo, I still fuck with them. So like, why am I being pretty much so hard on them? Right. right. And, and I just I, felt like Cuddy was in his bag, man. He was in his bag. And the, I think the, the, how the, uh, the track list tied into intergalactic as an album was super dope. Or as a movie, like the way the movie flowed and the way the albums flowed through, I was like, "Damn, like, I get this. Like, I like it." Hey, man, let's take, let's take some time to shout out, uh, you know, the features, some some of the production, man. Uh, let the people know, like, some yeah, of the yes. production you have on here and, and your features and your peoples. So, freaking, I got. Well, I'm seeing the track. Let's go down. Like, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. hop in. Was me and my boy Noah from Arcos, uh, super talented musician and instrumentalist, can play the saxophone, can play the flute, can play the keys, can sing, can write. Uh, Everybody knows, sucks to be you, chill part one, and Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio is a co-production track, but my boy Eric Gussler who is super insane sampler and has like, is like the only person I know who's like programmed drums sound like a live drum kit. Like he did all of those. My boy Jezreel from, he helped me out with stop playing with me. And I had a whole take with him on just as just when I was dysfunctional Ron, like he did push a baby. Um, Dre wisdom did Yahtzee and helped Eric with, uh, pirate radio. Um, let's see what what was after Yasi. Lost and Found was just a super yep. unique guitar record that my boys Josh and I be mixing. Um, put together. Um, 
really, these are all just folks that I've known since like uh, interning at this studio called Astro Studios back in 2018. So everybody that like that's involved with this album um, has come through there and I've just been blessed to develop a relationship with them. Um, Liquid Death Freestyle featuring Sada Baby. Baby. Like, yeah, how did that come about, man? I saw that on there, and I, I was like, "Oh shit, Ronnie got that Sada that Baby on here." Okay. And like, I would like uh, that. I actually lied earlier. That song came about a little bit after uh, April, but I I've known Sada Baby since like 2018, like interning at Astro Studios, and I've recorded a bunch of songs with him and and mixed songs for him and. As you know, we've developed our relationship. He's been more intrigued into things that I've been doing. And I played him a few records. He said he wanted to get on a song. And I was sending him some records. And then, like, one day he just sent me this song. And I was like, I knew what he was sending it for me for. So I sent it back to him. He loved it. And then he had come to the studio, like, maybe a month later and was talking to me about it and told me to put it on there. And it just... I just made it fit somehow and it really worked out well. Like just the transition out of power radio into that song um, was just super dope. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's another um, guy on there that I, I don't know if uh, Fleet um, pronounced his name for me because I'm probably going to butcher Fleet it. Go. Yeah. Fleet Fleet go. So I think you guys had a good time on that record, man. I, I, was, yeah. I wasn't laughing and like, this is not good. I was laughing like, yo, <laughs> it's just... This just some of the shit y'all say. Yeah, some of the shit yeah. y'all saying on there is just, I could tell y'all having a, a blast, you know, just making music, man. Man, that song is super fun to me. Like, it feels great. Like, I'm I'm writing a treatment for a video to that one right now. Um, and Fleeko's a super talented artist, man. Like, his music's been featured on, like, Euphoria, and he's, like, just super cool and just really down to earth and always, like, showing love and very, like, another dude just just who comes through the studio from time to time and like i've been able to develop a relationship with him this artist and songwriter tate cobain on the bad guys he's from baltimore but he lives down here in atlanta another dude comes through astro all the time like he's super talented he's actually signed to Nicki minaj um and he's about to do some crazy things uh Frickin' and then let's see, uh, Sherry Silver, she'd same backgrounds on Lost and Found. She's super crazy, super punk, super raw. Like her music's just got a lot of like raw rock and roll emotion. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I might have to definitely tap in. Definitely tap in. Sherry, um, Randy Class, songwriter, singer, did the hook on Sucks to Be You. Um, just another dude that, that I just like, you know, been able to develop a relationship with at Astro Studios, man. And like, we just click and, and have a great time, man. And I wanted that to showcase all my, my friends. Huh, you funny style, been walking around with them trannies, huh? Uh, weird ass nigga, that's why we can't stand you, huh? Yerkes is perfect for me. You put my was working for him. I traded the for the lean, huh? But I want to shirt for the team. Yeah, straight up, I'm 90 degrees, yeah. I can go pickle the beast, huh? I can make the shit look easy, yeah. I can Keanu Reeves, yeah. I can get a made back in the Matrix with a made bitch going super deep. Self-made, that's super cheesy. Hmm. I can switch it up again. I don't really fuck with them. Step by step. 
step, I'm stacking up. Got Sally up, she sucking it. Fourth down, ain't no putting it. Ronnie Chili kick the shit. Shorty wanna twizzle, so she's pulling up my licorice. Huh. Can't stick to the script. Off the top, she licked the tip. Don't take the game so literal. You see me with the fingertips. Make you count the figures, bitch. Do the he bad ass and shit. Head first in the ocean. Again, man, this is the second week in a row to where uh, we've had an artist on there and it's just the friend thing is coming up mm-hmm. again. Just people you genuinely rock with, not necessarily going to, to chase a feature. I mean, Sada Baby is a notable uh, feature from just people that are, are into the, the the music space that, that we kind of listen to and stuff like that. But again, you guys brought people to the table that I wasn't interested in before because I didn't know them. And now mm-hmm. this for the second week in a row is like, okay, I, I like, okay, Randy, I don't, okay, Sherry. You know, like everybody had a place in the project to where I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take note, add some yeah. stuff and and kind of see what, what I like about their music going forward. So it, it, it worked out ultimately uh, for me, you know, just being new to these guys and, and guys on the project. Yeah, I was really like particular when I was putting the track list together. I was making sure that there was enough me to like, like stand out and be like, oh, this is like totally like, you know, the vision. Right. And, but I also wanted to make sure it was like, what, where are the moments where I'm tired of me on the, on the project? You know what I'm saying? Like where it would be like, if you're not looking at the track list, what's the moment where you would be like surprised to hear a new voice? Yeah, it's around that check three, four to where you like, um, yeah, let, let's yeah. see what else, you know, what what another voice can do to uplift it or change it around a little bit, give it a different mm-hmm. dynamic. And me being able to like rap really well and like sing really well, there's already like a great dynamic in there. But like, so just, you know, filtering it in, man. And uh, I'm seeing this track list go, but I got to shout out Dante, Big Stoner producer. Hollywood Cole, Habiki, Thoughts was my boy Lino Tarantino, and then I did copy. Um, yeah, man. So really just people from the studio, dude. Sick. How how important was um, you know, the folks from the studio or just you working in a studio? Because if if you folks listen don't know, he's an audio engineer, does mixes, do ma- do master as well. Uh yeah, but I mean it's kind of like one in the same for me at the moment. Like, um, so I'm just kind of doing it all together. Like, but yeah, like technically yes. Like, but I wouldn't call myself like a mastering engineer. Like there's some like, like big record labels are paying Understood. big time <laughs> dollars to, to master stuff and, and put it through all this gear that they, they have at their fingertips. And it's like, yeah, that's not what I'm doing, but gotcha. I, am I am doing it to a high level. That's for sure. For sure, like and and um, you know, just give me the difference, but like the difference that that does for an artist, especially with you've had several projects that have come out, but this is your first album, and mm-hmm. and for most people, maybe their first time hearing you. How important was that time, kind of just figuring things out, EPs, singles, leading up to the project, and and just that that grind from mixing and just kind of learning all these different traits to kind of. You just mentioned getting a camera and all these different type of things, yeah, but it all took time, man. So how how important was that time before dropping Chill Mickens, Chill Mickelson? It was really important, man. It was a lot of artist development. It was a lot of figuring out what places I could go 
as an artist and make everything make sense. Um, and like, but also cause up until like the end of 2019, I was dysfunctional Ron. Like I had a whole different complete name. Like in May of 2019, I dropped a project called rain sounds as dysfunctional Ron. And then actually it was through 2020, like COVID hit 2020. I dropped a little EP that was all produced by my boy Jezreel. And then I was like, almost like immediately after that, I was like, I'm changing my name to Ronnie Duguid, too. Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Like, I'm just messing up here. Yeah, it's all good. A little fire alarms going off. Or yep, something. yep, it's straight, man. We'll get through it. Um, so, like, when I changed the name, I had, I think I had known I was going to go for, I had actually written a song called Ronnie Duguid, like, right around that time. And it just was like, I think one of my friends, Keto, when I played it for him, he was like, bro, you need to like change your name to this. And I just like, it's so crazy how much big of an influence like you, like you, we give our peers like over ourselves. But like, you know, I respected, I had several people tell me that. And so I was like, nah, this is, this is something I got to do. Like, and at the time I was like going through a lot of like, I'm embarrassed to say my rap name is dysfunctional. Ron. Yeah. Like. Like, like people say like, Oh, what's your artist name? Like, uh, it's dysfunctional, Ron. <laughs> but now it's like, <laughs> so nah, I'm Ronnie Duke, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm Mr. Duke. I'm, I'm all that. Like I can own that. So there was a lot of like development there. And I always known, like I said, mentioned, like I wanted to do like a little origin story. Um, I think Chill Mickelson is like a great like series um, I might do a volume two. I might not. Like, I haven't necessarily decided yet. I'm still really consumed in the rolling out process of this project and like shooting visuals for that and seeing, you know, where else I can take it. Um, so there was always like this goal in mind to make a, like a capsule project like this. And I just took the time to like develop relationships and, and, um, just being at the studio and being patient with myself and like I was making a lot of music and like knew when it was something was like this like I want to drop right now like just because there's always like you know there's that the rust theory of like dropping every week there's the the theory of only dropping when you feel poised to and like staying relevant so it was like a balance of like just making a lot of records knowing when so- I was okay with giving something right now and knowing when I was like, nah, this is something I need to touch because I really love this. And it sounds like futuristic compared to some of the stuff that I'm doing right now. And, it, and so like when everything kind of catches up together, it'll, it'll be time. And it was really around the time when we did the interview for the do good part two EP, like, which went, probably was like a month and no, like it must have been like November timeframe. Like, yeah, yeah, about around this time last year. Uh, yeah, like, so like, like a year ago, I was like already really honed in on on this, and I was like, yeah, like it's time. Um. So, man, uh, what what do you got next besides the uh, you know working the project? Of course, are you working anybody else's project, or are you just kind of just solely focused on just the visuals and just continuing to to get the, your name out there? 
I'm really focused on that. I'm focused on personal connections a lot more right now, too. I want to like perform a lot more and be in front of people's faces. I think that is like super important to music. And especially with some of the songs that I've written, like I just, I believe in them and I believe in their ability to connect with people. And so being out there and performing them, like you mentioned power radio earlier, like that, that song really like means a lot to me. Like, um, and is that from a personal uh, experience? I'm, I'm, I'm sure all your music's from a personal experience, but sometimes, you know, you may write from your friend's perspective or... Yeah, some, no, it's certainly like 100% me. Um, and most of my songs are definitely like, I can't even think of a song that wouldn't be from my own experience um, on the tape. Uh, but yeah, like Pirate Radio, like Lost and Found, like Yahtzee, like those are all songs where it's like, dang, like you could really connect with somebody on a different level or I believe that. And I believe that people would want to hear that. They just don't know it yet. Like, and so it's about getting out there and just, just doing it, man. I got a show show up in Rome, Georgia on October 15th. I'm plotting on a chill Mickelson, like release show. I had like a private release party the day of the event, but I want to do, I want to do a show and I want to just, you know, get out there and just, just share, man. Like, so more videos, more performances. The music is never not being made. Uh, so when, like I had, I have so many records that I want to share at the top of the year um, to stay important. I'm like, damn, should I do like, like, cause golf is like 18 holes. So, and I only did a 14 song project. So it's like, maybe, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a deluxe, maybe not. Like that's all the stuff I'm just enjoying figuring out. And, um, I've during this process, I've certainly like, I've also like, just to be honest, like I've certainly neglected some relationships in my life. And so I'm also kind of focused on like just taking, you know, just being president and like, and, and being there. And I'm receiving a lot of like feedback from these 14 tracks that I just put out so just being present and like soaking it in and not trying to overwhelm myself. Cause like, I think something that happens a lot in show Mickelson is, yes. Yes. you know, you know is a, a certain level of overwhelming like thoughts and feelings that you don't know how to deal with, which turns into destructive vices and spiraling and feeling like you don't belong and feeling like everybody's looking at you sideways and stuff like that. And so that is those important those those relationships are so important um and, and I, I could relate man just you know we we don't really miss a week on a podcast mm-hmm. um i do other things behind the scenes music wise and stuff like that so if i'm not yeah. if i'm not podcasting i'm writing a rhyme i'm listening to beats i'm trying to learn how to make beats i'm trying to learn how to mm-hmm. mix yeah i guess i'm doing a lot and i know that you yeah, know what yeah. i mean but also for me, it's therapeutic too. You know what I mean? When I come in here in this room, I'm mm-hmm. in the studio, I'm I'm locked in, I'm in my my happy place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you know, a lot of people could stand to have something that that you and I have with music. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're passionate about, you know what I mean? But also you gotta, you know, smell the roses. Like, dude, you took a year and some change to make your first album or a lot longer. Go mm-hmm. celebrate that shit. Go perform it as much as you can. Make six videos if you can for it because you believe mm-hmm. that much in in it. You know what I mean. So 
I say work it until you can't work it no more. Like what's the, there's no rush. Exactly. And two years from now, like, like we're taught, we, we mentioned at the top of the podcast about like my song takeoff. That's like still killing it. Like, like it's the same, like, you know, the same process could evolve to any of these 14 songs. And, um, so certainly bro, like it's only, the people, the the way social media works, it likes to make you think you don't have uh, enough time or, you know, if it's old, it's dated. But like, you just, you don't have to look too far to see people still wearing beat up 90s t-shirts. You don't have to look right, too far right, right. To, to see some people performing, you know, the most impactful songs from their catalog from... 10 years ago, like on the Kid Cudi tour that he just did. And um, like, so nothing ever really, it just gets forgotten, but it doesn't take much to make people remember. So. All you got to do is, you know, like you do, you do really good videos. um, And I say you're a character, not in a disrespectful tone, but just like you really lock into whatever video you put out like you really put mm-hmm. some thought into it and it's unique um of course you know you, you're quirky from my perspective and how you present but i think that's you you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and you you lean into you lean into it you know what i mean and i think that's cool so i think once you kind of start rolling out these videos for some like a lot of them i could see you know just based on seeing some of your videos i could see okay he can take lost and found here or the liquid freestyle with Sada Baby, like I can see where you can just do a in studio thing to where you just in front of the mic spitting because that's what you rapping or a big like you know what I mean. It's a bunch of different things you could do with this stuff, and all of it doesn't necessarily need to be all well drawn out. It could be running gun, you know. Exactly, and and perch and taking uh, getting that camera. Uh, I just the Black Magic Six K that I just got was oh, like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> nice pretty penny. It was a big step, but that was something that I think was like holding me back from releasing the project was like, I would have to shell out a certain amount of money as an independent artist to get these visuals where it was like, and I'm a super creative person. Like I'm shelling out this money. I'm losing marketing budget. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then it's like, I could just get a camera and shoot it myself. And like, it's a, an investment, but like I shoot. Bring one of your homies out, tell them what you want, point, shoot. You edit, do the footage later, color grade. I mean, it takes some time, but ain't nothing that a YouTube university can't help you out with. It ain't nothing that, and, and two videos later, I got my money back on the investment. Like, you know what I mean? And that's all something I'm like, I'm always trying to grow as a person as a creative, as whatever, like as a musician. Um, so anything that I can do to like challenge myself, I'm going to try and do. It, work, it works twofold too in, in my mind because yeah, at, at the moment it feels like you're doing a lot. At the moment mm-hmm. it feels like you're overwhelmed, task saturated with all these different hats that you wear that if having the right budget, there's 10, 20 other people doing these things that they specialize in. But for right now, you have to do it. But I think when you're putting in this work now, whenever you do open up and get more of the budget, uh, make more money off your music, and you can kind of put your money out there, you know what good quality is is like. 
because you've been there and you've actually done the work. You've color graded video. You've done this. You've done that. You know what it actually costs and kind of what people's time and expertise really, really cause. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's really the, the good part of it is that you kind of get to know the ins and outs of all that, that detailed information and um, kind of apply it whenever the time is right, you know, down the line. Yeah. Because and I just read this book. Um, I forget who it was by. Um, it was by the person who, let me just look it up right here for my laptop. Uh, it's called The War of Art. And it's written by, by Stephen Pressfield, who wrote a great golf book and movie called The Legend of Bagger Vance, yeah, which is with Will Smith and Matt Damon. But it just talks about like, it's more so like talks about like writer's block and like how you like get up there and just like, like the, the best writers and and professional writers, like it's their job to write. Like some people might just like have a a dream of that being their writing and never know what to write. But like a professional writer never fears writer's block because he just gets up and does it every day. And regardless if he's inspired or not, like even if he's writing about like, shoot, just, you know, the smell of his farts, like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's still writing, like he's, he's in practice and like the, the resistance comes and resistance is like the creator's worst enemy. Like it's the, it's a whole bunch of things. And for me, like I experienced a lot of resistance in with my music, like not making the music, but putting out the music because of limitations to wanting to shoot a video that I might not be able to afford or, you know, those things. So those are like stifling, like, and like, since then, like since of getting the camera and like every time I pull the trigger on an idea and do it, it's always the best. Like, it's great. Like I had the idea, we went there and did it whenever I sit there and second guess anything, like it's not going like like it it is, it's not. So like just tackling the resistance and saying like, screw it. I'm going to just make it and not care and share it and grow from there. It's like, that is like where I'm trying to like live as a creative. Like, obviously it's going to pop up. Obviously you're going to have doubt in your mind. Obviously like you never know what's going to happen, but tackling that resistance man like that is the yeah yeah i mean is, you, I you're gambling on yourself every that. every time man and and it's, it's tough man it's tough battling at it. every every piece of gear and everything that i've accumulated over the course of the last three and a half years of doing mm-hmm. this podcast and and kind of finding my way back to music you know i kind of question the first thing is like do you enjoy it mm-hmm. are you going to utilize it are you having fun Mm-hmm. Then who cares about the cost? You know what I mean? Because you're gonna put it to use some way, somehow. And, mm-hmm. you know, bought all, all this this camera gear, got two two nice, decent cameras, and now, you know, me and a homie of mine, he's a he's a dope artist just like yourself, a lot a little bit younger. I mean, I think you guys are about the same age and I, I rocks with him. We're mm-hmm. gonna start going to DC, shooting some videos, but I'm good enough with the camera now to where I know what to do. He knows what to do. He's gonna shoot some of my videos and now mm-hmm. It's up, you know what I mean? We'll start to start getting some more quality videos out there and we'll get to do our thing just based on just utilizing each other's talents. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's just really that. 
You know what I mean? You you garner a talent, your homie has a talent, and you guys just pool your resources together to make mm-hmm. magic, man. So sometimes it's, you know, you just got to, I don't know, just got to own it, man. Just got to stand on it. It's going to come back. Right, exactly. Something for me, it's like, I, when that, like, that's so dope. Like, my thing will be like, uh, I feel like nobody's going to want to help me out or, you know what I mean? Everybody or, wants to help. Well, you just got to ask. Exactly. You're just like, you know, I'll be scared to ask. And so like, uh, but it's always like right there. So, and even like, yeah, like I just bought like a camera. Right. But it's like COVID and it just went crazy. Like with the whole year shooting all of our favorite rappers, music videos on his iPhone. iPhone. Like, like there's no, there's no limitation to anything. And it's just like accepting that and, and just going for it, man. I'm just, sure I'm just going go for it, man. I'm, 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 I'm here. I think about like, you know, what it would be like if I got another job or something like that, or worked a nine to five. Like, no, we're not yeah, doing that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, just yeah, continue to do what you you enjoy, man. Because working a nine to five sucks when you don't enjoy exactly. the job. What you gotta so do? What you gotta all, do. It'll all work itself out some way, shape, or form. Whatever is meant to be is meant to be. Sure, and it's like, sure. But I'm I'm a create and share, and that is that is where because I think you can get frustrated if you're creating a lot and not sharing. Like even with this project, like I had made so many like amazing records in my head, I knew they were amazing, and it almost like built this like this hubris that was like crazy, like in my head thinking like, Oh, I deserved all these, like, you know, attention or, or stuff, but I never even shared the music. Like, yo, it's like, why do like, I don't, I don't understand why artists do that. Uh, and I can, I can identify with that totally. Like, it's like, you know, it was so opening myself up and it's like, dog, like the reason why the reason why people ain't seeing it is because I'm not sharing it as much or, or like just because <laughs> exactly. I've done 200 episodes don't mean that everybody knows I have a podcast. I need to be wherever I'm at. I need to have, if I'm not, you know, you know, doing anything in particular, I need to be in the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast t-shirt. I need to be marketing it. I need mm-hmm. to be, you know, telling everybody, to, you know, yelling it to the world that I do it if I believe in it, but I can't sit mm-hmm. back and chill and rest on my laurels like everybody why is this per? And, you know, I don't pay attention to people no more. I don't pay attention to the po- other podcasts, how well they're doing. There's been mm-hmm. podcasts that my friends have put out. They've surpassed us in, in subscribers and all these different type of things. But it doesn't really matter to me because my homies still come to me. Hey, man, mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm doing this, man, what what should I do? Way more fo- followers. Maybe way more this, way more that. I know I'm a, a resource. It's just my time is going to be my time. And that's... All I could do is f- get lost in the work and get lost in the process. And whenever I theoretically blow up or when you blow up, it's, sh- it's going to be your time. But I think exactly. you just got to fall in love with the process, going to the gym, putting up the shots, mm-hmm. um, you know, hitting the golf balls, you know, in your instance and just yeah, yeah, going to the range. Right? You going to the range, you know what I mean? And, and just doing your thing and, and enjoying it. And as you keep putting up the shots, man, eventually something's going to take, you know, something took a year and a half ago that you put out. Yep. And like, that's kind of like what I was talking, like I got that song called sucks to be you. It's like, I'm, I'm saying you, but I'm really talking to like myself and like, ah. and that's in that second <laughs> verse. It's like, 
yeah. you know, I, I could, I could lead you, like I could get you to the table, but I can't make you take a seat. Like I could bring you to the water, but I can't make you take a drink. Like when you're going to like, you're right there. You know what I mean? When are you you're just going to like accept it and do it and, and just take it for yourself, like take a charge. Like these are just like, you know, classic like idioms that, you know, you hear all the time. time. You see on Twitter, like, you know, uh, somebody will say like, Oh, like you never know. Like, if if you quit now, like tomorrow might be the day when you know your dad, right, you right, know right, your right. dreams would come true, and so it's like that's always you know screaming in the back of my mind and and all sorts of things and it's like so, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Shout out my brother TJ, man. He helped me make the cover. He's the caddy in the photo. Super. I'm in his tattoo room right now. He's a great tattoo artist, man. Older brother. Never not known that man. Uh, my whole life has been there. And sure. he's right there over my shoulder, guiding me, you know, to this day. Yeah, so. yeah. Congrats, congrats, TJ, man. This is a tough road ahead, man. Tough yeah. road ahead. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. But uh, uh congratulations again, man. We're gonna go out on Sucks to Be You featuring Randy Class. Yes, sir. Cash, thank you so much for having me, man. No doubt, no doubt. Not trying to be mean, cause you can't slide like you do good on the beat. Cause you ain't under par when you tee up 18. Cause you ain't got Randy with you on the 18. Yeah, it sucks to be you. Cause you're not me. Is Ronnie doing bad? Hell, nah, he can't be. That look says it all. I can sense you're 18. Cause you ain't got no stain. Trust me, that's the main thing. You want what everyone's got. You want the lights and the stage. Look all the blessings you got. Why don't you stay in? You taking shots like it's hot But I got ice in my veins Be happy with what you have Don't worry about what's to gain Whoa, yeah, you should chill, shawty To be real with you, yeah. I wouldn't Y'all gotta get all that uh, later on Y'all gotta listen to the project Go go buy the album Yes How about go, that? Go buy, go buy it, the stream album it, Stream it Listen to it For sure, for sure And then go double back Go double back on the rest of the catalog <laughs> exactly. exactly. Legally download it. I don't care, man. Just listen to it and yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Sharing is sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Uh Ronnie, man, I appreciate you, man. If you ever need anything from me, podcast wise, off the the scenes wise, doesn't matter, man. Feel free to write um, you know, reach out, man. And um, you know, mm-hmm. definitely proud of you, man. And this this body of work, man. It sounds very polished. And I, I always like when um, you know, our, our guests kind of level up. And take their their artistry to a to a new height. So, um, congratulations again, brother. Cash, appreciate you, man. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. Thank you, brother. No doubt, no doubt. Peace. Peace. <laughs>